program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I mixed up the buttons tonight, so I apologize for the change in the order of the bumper music and the disclaimer. Please forgive me for that. But uh, folks, we have some cool stuff to talk about tonight. Um, the main thing is going to be closing costs. Okay, so if you're not familiar with what closing costs are, who pays them, we're going to answer those questions and more right here on the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. Uh, so stay tuned. A little bit about me. As you guessed, I am Joe Luca. I'm a licensed realtor, uh, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And uh, I work at a company called Remax Preferred in North Providence, Rhode Island. And we um, work with buyers and sellers of residential and commercial real estate. Okay, um, the market has been really hot. We're going to talk a little bit about that later on in the show, um, and I anticipate that it's going to get it's going to become simultaneously hotter and then also a little bit more um, uh, active because as we have more days like we had yesterday and today. We anticipate that there are going to be more homes on the market in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and in fact, nationwide. All right. Hello and shout out to my partner and friend, Don Morano, who just tuned in on Facebook Live. Folks, if we're friends on Facebook, you can tune in on, on Facebook Live and you can uh, watch the show as well as just listen to it. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about closing costs, okay? And what are closing costs, okay? And I was just talking with the great uh, JR, our producer, pr prior to the show, and he, even he had questions about closing costs. And a lot of times people don't know what they are. It's a nebulous num number. Is it a hard number? Um, what impacts closing costs? Who pays closing costs? Buyers, sellers, someone else. Okay. Um, and those are all really valid questions. And there is no set answer to any one of those questions, okay? Um, you know, closing costs, for those of you that don't know, what are they? They are the costs of the loan in addition to prepaid expenses that the buyer um, has to pay to comply with the mortgage. The banks, they typically want buyers to pay uh, the homeowner's insurance policy a year in advance. And then every month when you make your mortgage payment, a portion of that goes is one-twelfth of the annual premium. Okay, the same for property taxes. When you close on the loan, you're paying, you're prepaying a year of property taxes. Now, I said a year. Sometimes there are some loan programs that may, there may be some deviation on that. But usually it's 12 months in advance for a, uh, the insurance premium and then the same thing with property taxes. And then that way the bank is always, you know, they never want to use their money. They want to use your money to pay something. So they always want to make sure that there's enough money 
in the till in the kitty to pay these bills when they come in. So they have a cushion of a year's uh, expenses in advance. So that's already in there. So when the bill comes, they pay it out. And then every month when you're making your monthly mortgage payment, you pay one twelfth of the property taxes, one twelfth of the uh, homeowner's insurance. Okay. But those are just the prepaid expenses. Okay. Now, the other portions, the other factors of uh, closing costs can vary. There are many different factors which can impact what the closing costs will be. All right. If you're buying a single family home that you're going to live in, that is going to be one scenario. If you're buying a single family home that you're not going to live in, that you're going to rent out, or there's just a vacant Excuse me, there's just a vacation home that may be vacant many months of the year. Those are all different things that could impact the closing costs and uh, also impact the insurance. Okay, the insurance on keeping a house that's, you know, vacant nine months a year is going to be much higher than one that's occupied. The insurance on a rental property is going to be higher than the insurance cost on an owner-occupied property. So what the property is going to be used for can impact your closing costs by virtue of the insurance, okay? Um, And it can also be impacted by the type of property, okay? Where the property is located. So if it's a single family, a multifamily, a condominium, um, a commercial property, the property taxes can vary pretty significantly from one of those properties to another as well as where it is, okay? Uh, You know, the property taxes in West Warwick are going to be much higher than the property taxes, say, in Coventry or East Greenwich or Situate or, you know, Lincoln, okay? So the amount that you would have to pay up front would be higher. So you could be buying, let's say, a $400,000 home in Lincoln, and let's say you have to prepay $4,800 for your property taxes, that prepaid expense. But in Coventry, that number, I mean, excuse me, in West Warwick, that number might be 5500 or 6000 Okay, so the amount, the closing cost in Coven, in West Warwick, excuse me, will be higher because the prepaid expense is higher. Okay, the other things that impact are the type, uh, the, the bank expenses, okay? You're going to have to pay the appraisal fee, uh, you know, the title fees, the, if there are overnight fees for checks and things like that. Monies are being wired out. That's all factored in. Um, the actual points for the loan, okay, that's uh, that the bank charges. Um, and now, I want to point out, folks, it's important to work with someone who is trustworthy and someone who is ethical and is not going to play three-card Monty with the expenses. The best way to find someone Uh, And when I'm talking about someone, I'm talking about a lender. To find someone like that is, of course, the sponsor of the Joe Luca Real Estate Show, John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. That's an easy answer. However, talk to your realtor and they will refer you to someone who is ethical, who knows what they're doing. They, you know, it's not their first rodeo. And they're going to provide you with good service and identify all of the fees. Now, when you put a home under agreement, you have an an executed purchase contract, you are going to get 
a, what's called a good faith estimate from the lender of what all the fees are going to be. The numbers that you get early on have to be pretty darn close to what the numbers are going to be on the uh, closing document, the settlement doc. It's also called a HUD form. It's also called an ALTA form, A-L-T-A. But basically, those are the actual fees, numbers, um, that are settled at the closing. Okay. Nothing is for free. Okay. If someone is telling you that they're doing something for free, there should be lots of red flags going up. If it's a realtor saying that you don't pay anything for their commission, if it's a bank saying there are no fees, if it's um, whatever it is, I, I don't know anybody who works for free. I don't know anybody who works for free. You know, you may not know how they get paid. Um, you may not see them get paid. But they don't work for free. I don't care what you do. <clears throat> if you're picking up garbage, driving a school bus, seeing patients at a doctor's office, no one works for free. Teaching in school, teaching at the university, everybody gets paid. Okay, so if you hear something, <clears throat> excuse me, there are no fees, a red flag should go up because that may mean that, oh, there are no fees due at closing. Or there are no fees, there may be some fine print there. There are no fees, comma, what comes after that comma? All right. And because most times what banks will do, and this is true with a lot of the national companies and the big uh, institutional banks, you know, they work the fees into the loan so you don't see them. But you are paying for them and you're paying for them over 30 years. So instead of it being... $5,000, you may end up paying $9,000 for them or $8,000 over 30 years. Okay. Um, generally, a rule of thumb is, it, is that the closing costs are between 2 to 3% of uh, the purchase price. So if you're buying a $300,000 house, 2% would be about 6000 bucks for closing costs. Okay. So if you are buying a $300,000 house and you see $9,000 or $10,000 for closing costs, you immediately want... Now, that's not saying that that is... Uh, that it's um, not uh, truthful. You just want to look a little closely and see, okay, what, where do these numbers come from? What creates this number of nine dollars or $10,000 for my closing costs? Okay, okay, yeah, we're paying a year in advance for taxes and those are 6600 bucks alone. Okay. But if your tax is only $1,200 a year, that's a very different scenario. What is the insurance? If it's a vacant house you're buying, the insurance is going to be much higher for a vacant house than it would be if it's something you're living in. That you're going to occupy right away. Okay. And then you have the other fees, the title fees, uh, you know, um, the appraisal fees, the bank fees. It's an abundance of fees. Um, occasionally, there are some uh, some realtors who they will, uh, if a seller is not paying a uh, what's a, you know a fair market uh, commission for the buyer's agent, the buyer's agent may work the uh, his or her portion of the commission into the closing costs. And the operative word of what I just said, folks, is may, because they may, they may not. You, you know, some folks say you feel you can do that. Some folks feel you can't. It happens. It, it, it is done. Um, there are some folks who abuse it. So maybe the buyer's agent 
uh, wants to get 7 or 8%. They're getting paid 25 or 3% by the seller, and they want to get more money, so then they just work in those extra fees into the closing costs. Okay. Um, that's very different than just getting a basic fee because sometimes there are some agents who don't share in the commission. Okay. Um, and, you know, that can be, um, I think, cause for, for an alarm. This is another reason why you want to work with an ethical, full-time, experienced, knowledgeable realtor. Okay. Like myself, like Don Morano, like Deb Houghton, my buddy Rich Tessier. Uh, Jason Gelfuso, you know, these are all folks that are good realtors, okay? Quick shout out to my cousin, John Salono, who just tuned in on Facebook Live. Hello, John. My cousin is watching from presumably his home in North Providence, where we were both raised. Um, so, yeah, so closing costs, these are, you know, it can be kind of a nebulous thing. Um, who pays for them, all right? Now, if you are a VA loan buyer, okay, if you're a veteran or active military and you're buying a home, that mortgage is a 100% mortgage. So that means the buyer pays no fees. They don't have to put a deposit down. If they pay for the home inspection, they get reimbursed for that. Same thing with the appraisal. Now, in times like this where it's really competitive for buyers to win for buyers to, you know, basically win an offer when multiple offers are submitted, okay? Um, sometimes if you put an offer in and it's no money down, the listing agent or the seller might say, ah, this seems like a really weak offer. There's, they're not putting any money down. How can they afford to buy my house? And they're not educated. They're not exposed to the, um, the benefits and how great the VA loan is, okay? Quick shout out to my colleague, Crystal Pro. She is a realtor. She just uh, tuned in on Facebook Live. Okay, that's her, her, her I guess her, um, her, her stage name, Crystal Pro. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in, Crystal. But um, so, yeah, so with the VA loan, the buyer doesn't pay anything. So typically what would happen is the buyer will offer and will just say that they're buying, let's say, um, a $300,000 home. So they'll offer 300000 and then they say, well, Mr. Buyer, I need you to pay my closing cost. So if you'll pay $5,000, you will net $295,000. Now, in this market where everything has been so um, competitive, many times what we'll do is we'll say, Mr. Seller, uh, we're going to submit an offer for $305,000, but we're asking you to pay closing costs for $5,000. So you're still going to net your three hundred, but we're going to pay you extra so you can pay us back to comply with the VA loan program, okay, or if it's a Rhode Island housing product or a USDA loan. These are also 100% financing loans, okay? I just want to point out that there is no correlation between the size of one's down payment, the amount one's putting down as a deposit, and the likelihood of a foreclosure or a distressed sale, okay? Um, you know, VA loans have a very good record for, for not being foreclosed on. Of course, there are situations like that. Um, but there's no, um, there's not a causal relationship, I guess that's the way to, to best say it, between a no money down mortgage and likelihood of foreclosure, okay, or short sale. So with the VA loan, 
Uh, sometimes you will offer more than the purchase price, so the seller will net the actual uh, asking price of the home. All right, so you'll offer more than the asking price, so they net what they get, what they need to get. Now, of course, if someone else comes in and says, well, I'm going to offer you that money with no closing costs, that kind of makes it more of a challenge for that uh, buyer with 100% financing. And this has happened to me, you know, or with my buyers, and it's, you just have to be persistent, folks. If it's happened to you, you know, um, hopefully a realtor is coaching you along so that you know that it, it's just part of the gig. You just have to keep grinding it out, keep grinding it up, keep stepping up to the plate, swinging at that ball, okay? Because you will get one, but you need to go look at a lot of properties, and you need to put offers in on, on properties, okay? Um, so... Be persistent and consistent in your efforts and do not get uh, dismayed or exasperated or frustrated when your offers don't get accepted. You know, uh, a colleague of mine used to quote his father who said, you know, never fall in love with something that can't love you back. And that would mean a house, okay? You might come across a house that seems perfect, is has everything that you wanted, but you don't get it. Nope. All right, just going to move on and look for another one. That means there's another one out there for you, okay? Getting back to the closing costs, okay? So sometimes the seller will pay the closing costs for the benefit of the buyer, okay? And then sometimes the buyer pays the closing costs, okay? Uh, you know, the Rhode Island Housing, they occasionally come out with uh, financing programs where there is uh, down payment assistance or closing cost assistance loans, and these are usually separate loans uh, that are tacked on after the first mortgage, which is used to purchase the property. And that's so folks who don't have a down payment or who cannot afford closing costs uh, are able to buy a home. They make enough money to make the payment because that's something else, folks. If you're buying a house with no money down, or let's say you're a seller and you're buying a, and some and someone wants to buy your home with no money down, they actually have to have more income because now their mortgage payment is going to be higher because they're putting no money down. So in that three hundred thousand dollar example, they're financing three hundred thousand dollars. If they came in and they were putting ten percent down, they'd be financing two hundred and seventy thousand. So they could actually buy the house with less income. Okay. So the closing costs are something that, some, that can be paid by the buyer, can be paid by the seller. Um, you know, many times when they're paid by the seller in this economy, it's actually being paid by the buyer because their mortgage will cover those and reimburse the, um, uh, reimburse the seller for those. However, if we were in an economy like we were 10 years ago, where properties were not moving... It was more of a buyer's market, and you could say, hey, you know, I'll buy your house, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, for $300,000, but I want you to pay my, all of my closing costs for, you know, five or $6,000, okay? Um, and sometimes, let's say you pay, we ask the seller to pay $6,000 of closing costs, and the seller agrees to that. Then you do your closing costs. Oh, it only comes up to $4,500. Well, guess what? The seller is still giving you that $6,000. So that, that means you get $1,500 back at closing because it didn't need to be used for the closing costs. All right? So think about that. I don't want to get too wonky on the math stuff. But if you, if you have an agreement on the purchase contract, 
where the seller agrees to pay so much towards closing costs. It's a dollar fixed dollar amount. And the closing costs don't come up to that. The buyer will get that money back at closing. Now, one way around that is to put is two important words. Up to. So, if you have seller agrees to pay up to $6,000, okay, the seller will pay up to not a penny more, but if it's less, the seller is not paying $6,000. They're going to pay less money towards the closing costs. In that case, the buyer would not be getting money back at the closing because if the closing cost came up to $4,500, in my example, that's what the seller would pay. Okay. So, folks, these are some things that hopefully this is giving you a little bit of clarification on what clo closing costs are, who pays them, how much they are, and just give you a little bit more of an understanding about closing costs. Because people talk about these things, and a lot of times they misquote, they misestimate um, if you were to say, what's a rule of thumb for closing costs? Two to three percent of the loan, like I said earlier, is probably a, a good rough estimate. And that's around here. Other areas, it's higher. Okay, because the property taxes are higher and you have to prepay your property taxes. That number is going to be a higher number. Okay. So the best thing to do is, one, work with a good realtor, a full-time, someone who's like, in it up to their knees they just they love the business and they're committed to it someone who has experience okay negotiating these things out and then also a trustworthy reliable ethical um, experienced lender someone who is going to take the time to meet with you face to face even if it's via a zoom meeting okay this is a big step folks buying a home selling a home this is the largest financial transaction of your life. So you should be able to have all your questions answered. You should be able to meet with your lender face-to-face, -face, even if it's virtually face-to-face. -face. Okay. Um, and I always say it, go with someone local. Go with someone local. Support someone who, you know, is involved coaching kids, uh, you know, sports teams or teaching this, uh, raising money, donating money. Support the local lenders. Of course, we want you to support John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. If you have a mortgage that's more than six or eight months old, maybe a year old, give them a call. They might be able to save you some money. 401-321-4401. That's the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage. They do a great job. You know, I, had a, uh, I have a buyer that I've been working with and we... Looked at lots of houses, uh, put some offers in. You know, we finally got one accepted, and um, the buyer had some um, was looking for some clarification. Didn't fully understand a lot of the numbers and the whole process. And one day last week, after hours, we had a Zoom meeting with John Dolbeck and the buyer and myself, and it was probably a good hour, hour and a half meeting uh, where we went and explained everything. To this buyer. That's what you're looking for. You don't want someone who's going to be constantly, you know, looking at their watch, oh, you know, worrying about the time. Listen, this is a big step. This consumer is buying a home. Okay. 
buying a home. They shouldn't have any questions. They should understand what the numbers mean. If it's what their payment is, if it's what the amount of points they're paying, if it's what their interest rate is, if it's closing costs, how long is it going to take them? Can they prepay the loan? These are all questions that if they don't know to ask, they should be give, provided with the answers. Okay? And these answers are provided at the closing table once again because you get them. Joe Luca goes over them with you. John Dolbeck will go over them with you. And then again, Anthony Betancourt at Beacon Title and Escrow. I say this every week, folks. He goes over every page of the closing document at the closing table. So you know whether or not there is or is not a prepayment penalty. You know the amounts of monies that are and where they're going for this loan. So quick shout out to Anthony Betancourt, Beacon Title and Escrow. Just tuned in on Facebook Live a minute ago. Hello, Anthony. You know, Anthony is uh, a partner of uh, Luca and Murano team at Remax Preferred. We do a lot of, um, you know, we support some local businesses uh, in the North Providence area right now. Some restaurants who uh, have, you know, hit it hard with because of COVID. They've had some hard times, so we're trying to give them support and exposure. Anthony Betancourt and Beacon Title and Escrow is a big part of that as well um and they do a great job for all of our clients you know we love sending clients buyers and sellers to anthony and many times uh what happens is we have the buyer and then the seller or the seller's agent will have their seller use beacon title and escrow to take care of the seller side as well okay that's how good a job they do they have and they have a great reputation and because they're fair with their fees, okay? This is another one of those fees that could, you know, we're talking about closing costs, attorney fees, escrow agent fees, escrow fees, title fees, okay? Beacon title and escrow is fair. They do not take advantage of their clients, of my clients, of Dawn's clients, okay? That's why we love them. Just like we love after closing, you want to go home and move into your new house, you've got to hire Movers who will show up on time, pack up your belongings, do a good job, and bring them to your new house or store them if your new home isn't ready. And that, of course, is GMET's Moving and Storage. They do a fantastic job taking care of all of our clients uh, and moving their belongings as if they were their own. Okay, George Metz, if you listen to the show, you hear me say it every week. We've been friends for about uh, 10 years. I met him in um, uh, City Biz BNI, and uh, they just do a fantastic job. They moved my parents back here from upstate New Hampshire, and uh, they do a good job. 401-383-6399 is the number to reach them at. That's 401-383-6399. GMET's moving in storage. Uh, give them a call. Even if you're having work done in the house and you don't know what you're going to do with all of the furniture, call George or call GMETS, 401-383-6399. They can move stuff, by the way. So if you know anybody who wants to move back to Rhode Island from New York City or from Boston, GMETS Moving and Storage can help them too. So you can take advantage of a Rhode Island company, a family-owned company that's been in the business for generations. That's GMETS Moving and Storage. Give them a call, 401-383-6399, and they will hook you up. Okay, we talked a lot about closing costs. If anyone has any questions, send them to me, uh, DM me on Facebook. We'll get answers to you as soon as possible. Now I want to talk a little bit about why, what's going on with the housing market, okay? 
And one of the things that's very interesting is that right now, uh, Americans are forming households at a much faster rate than builders can construct homes. So, you know, in Rhode Island, we need about, I think the number is about 2,500 new homes built per year to replace homes that either get destroyed by fire, uh, just are too old to get knocked down. Um, you know, our population is kind of static, so it's not necessarily population growth, but we need new homes, just new home creation, okay? And we have not been doing that. We've been not keeping up with that. We're about a thousand homes short every year. That is not just unique. That is not unique to just Rhode Island, okay? That is nationwide. And so what happens is uh, new home sales in February occurred at an annually adjusted rate of 775,000 homes, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. That was 18.2% down from the upwardly revised numbers of 948,000 in January. So that's a big drop in new home construction from one month to the next. Okay. Annually adjusted. So what does that do? There's not enough homes for people to buy. Okay. There are not enough used homes, pre-owned homes coming on the market. There aren't enough sellers putting their homes on the market. So it's even fewer homes that can be purchased. So the number of buyers, that number has been pretty consistent. Okay. But we have fewer sellers putting their homes on the market. We have fewer new homes being constructed. So what does that mean? You know, prices can only go up so high. Prices are directly linked, Economics 101, to demand. And the ability of a bank to be able to finance those loans. So if incomes can, in the aggregate, can only support so much money per month being paid for a mortgage, that will determine what the price of the home would be. If interest rates go up, people are going to be able to afford less home. Okay? We're not going to, because the supply is tighter, that does not necessarily mean that it's going to continue to accelerate the price uh, appreciation. There's a number at which that houses won't be financeable. Because the total income in the country and then the total debt, all those things you factor in, as, you know, look, take a state like Rhode Island. Rhode Island cannot afford to pay in the aggregate the same as, let's say, southern Florida for a home. Okay? So what happens is we have all of this pressure from all of these buyers wanting to buy homes, but there aren't enough homes for them to buy. So sales, now sales start to decline because there aren't, there aren't homes to buy. There aren't homes to buy. Okay. Think of a car, you know, car dealership. If you go to a car dealer that has many different brands of cars and they get shipments of a hundred new cars every day. Okay. Let's say they have a thousand cars on the lot. They're getting 100 new cars every day, but they only get 100 new cars a day. doesn't matter 
how much demand there is. If you have 200 people a day buying cars, that inventory that they have of 1,000 cars on the lot is going to go away pretty quickly. After that goes away and they're only getting 100 new cars a day and there are 200 people wanting to buy cars every day, what's going to happen? The amount of sales at that car dealership is going to decline. The number of sales will decline because there are no cars for people to buy. They can't finance the car. They're not going to give money for a car they can't see. The same thing is true with houses, folks. You know, if we have, um, you know, I think we sell about, I think it's 11,000, 12,000 single-family homes a year in Rhode Island. Okay. So if someone says they have 20,000 buyers, okay, that 20,000 buyers may include buyers from 10 years ago. Because, again, we only sell about 12,000 homes per year, single-family homes. So we're selling the homes that are coming on the market. If the homes are not coming on the market, we're going to sell fewer homes. Builders, first of all, building a home takes time. Second of all, we're not building as many homes as we need. The homes that are being built are priced significantly above the median price of a single-family home in Rhode Island, which is about 350000 bucks. It was as low as three thirty-five a few months ago. It varies from month to month, but to keep it simple, call it three fifty. If you look at the number of new homes, okay, newly constructed homes on MLS that are priced over three fifty, compared to the number that are priced below three fifty, and I didn't check it this week, but it's a staggering difference. Staggering difference. It's usually, you know three or four times as many homes on the market priced over the median price compared to below. Now, in a state like Rhode Island, we have more people who are buying lower-priced homes than buying higher-priced homes. So that creates more competition for those homes priced 250 to 350 365 that range. Those homes are very, very hard to come by, and it's very competitive when you're looking at those homes. And buyers that are going out, they need to, you know, have some, do some hard thinking. How much work do we want to put into a home that we're buying? How high do we want to go to pay for, you know, to buy this house or to buy a house? Those are the questions that buyers need to ask themselves because it is very competitive. All right. You know, I want to... Uh, Talk a little bit about, oh, people say, I'm going to wait for the market to crash. Look, I don't have a crystal ball. If I did, I wouldn't be selling homes. However, if you look at the fundamentals, it's unlikely that we are going to have a crash in the near future. Maybe in several years down the road we will. Things change. But the thing you want to think about is you're in, you're, you're, your domicile right now are you renting it or are you do or do you own it? Are you paying the landlord's mortgage or are you paying your own mortgage? If you're paying the landlord's mortgage and you're paying $1500 a month in rent, which is not a lot of money today. That means every year you're paying about 18,000 bucks a year. So if you wait 2 years to buy a house, you just spent $36,000 that you're never going to recover. 
if the price of a home dropped and interest rates went up in that period of time, you will be paying more for that less expensive home, more, paying more in mortgage payments for that less expensive home than if you bought now and paid a higher price. All right. I don't want to get into all the math. Take my word for it. If you have questions and are doubtful, again, uh, text me, uh, 401-580-9797. Uh, or you can certainly uh, DM me on Facebook. All right. And we'll, I'll go over all of the math with you. If you're just tuning in, it's about uh, 42 minutes past the hour. I am Joe Luca. This is the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 on the AM dial, as well as Facebook Live. And, uh, you know, we talk about real estate. Okay. I work at a company called Remax Preferred in. North Providence, Rhode Island. I've been there since about 2011, 2012. Um, love the company. We've got an, an office in Smithfield, Cumberland, and then two um, satellite offices in Pawtucket and North Smithfield. So, great company. Uh, no one in the world sells more real estate than Remax. No one. We're in, I believe, 110 countries. Okay. So, that's a little about me, a little about real estate, what I do. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. So getting back to uh, you know, what's going on with this housing market, if you don't buy a house today and you wait, you could essentially throw away a lot of money. And if you say, well, you know, Joe, my credit, I've got some problems with my credit. Oh, Joe, I don't have any money for a deposit. Look. The first thing, maybe you have crappy credit right now. That doesn't mean you're destined, you know, to have that for the rest of your life. There are things that can be done to improve your credit. Okay. Why is your credit bad? Do you even know? All right. Again, we have folks that we work with at Luca and Murano at Remax Preferred. We have Things that we work, uh, folks that we work with who have programs that can help you improve your credit. That can help you improve your credit. Phone number uh, for Luca and Morano team at Remax Preferred, 401-232-4300. That's 401-232-4300. You can text or call us at that number. And if we don't pick up, we'll get right back to you ASAP. Just shoot your question over. Um, and again... Just because you're, where you are in your life today, if you're not happy with it with regarding a residence, your living situation, that doesn't mean you have to be there 12 or 18 months from now. There are lots of opportunities out there. So give us a call, 401-232-4300. Dawn and I can sit down with you virtually or in person. We can put together a game plan based on either your finances, you know, whatever the most important things are. Okay. Oh, I've got to get my credit fixed first. I only make so much money. Well, that's going to determine what you can afford, which is going to be a factor in that is going to be what, where we are looking at. All right. So clearly, if you are of uh, you know, limited income, it's unlikely that you're going to be able to buy a house on the east side of Providence or in Barrington or East Greenwich. But there may be other great houses in other communities that can uh, certainly help you become a homeowner and participate in the American dream. Okay? 
participating in the American dream. And I say participating in the American dream because there are many other countries, pretty much every other country, that does not make it as easy for people, for their citizens, um, their residents, to buy a home like we do in the United States. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is one of the best things to hit, you know, to hit the market. Uh, and, you know, the federal government, FHA, you know, HUD, they have all these programs available so that banks are more willing to lend money out to tie up their money for 30 years. And then because they know they're going to get it back. If they don't, the government will guarantee it. Now, of course, you know, based on what happened 9, 10, 11, 12 years ago, the government lost a lot of money. Well, net-net, they actually ended up making money on that whole situation. But what they've done so that they don't ever, so they're not put in that situation again, is they have what's called PMI, private mortgage insurance. So for those of us who are buying a home and we're not putting a decent-sized deposit down, we are going to have to pay private mortgage insurance. Okay, now some programs it goes away, some programs it stays with the loan for the life of the mortgage. Okay, and it can be as little as 50 bucks a month, it can be, you know, a few hundred bucks a month. Depends on how much you're financing. Okay, so one thing for sure is that, one thing for sure is that I, um, you can buy a home. One thing for sure is that owning is better than renting. Just because you have some credit issues now does not mean you are um, destined to have those forever. Okay. Just want to give a quick shout out to Elvira Pertano. If anyone is interested in a 50-50 pot, it's up to $7,090 with nine prizes to win. Besides the big pot, $5 a ticket. All right. Elvira is also an accountant. It's tax season. She's been very, very busy with uh, helping everyone out with their taxes. But if you are interested in helping local folks who are battling uh, you know, breast cancer, males and females... And just get helping them out with the daily needs. Sometimes, you know, the big Gloria Gemma Cancer Foundation, they don't, they'll help with the big stuff, but not the things like, you know, just your day-to-day needs with the kids or with the family or the rent or whatever it might be. Uh, Elvira, her program uh, does that. And uh, this is a great program to, a uh, great way to generate money. And maybe you could, you know, win and then get a uh, 50-50 pot. It's up to $7,090, okay? Elvira, hit me up tomorrow because I do want to participate in that. Um, So reach out to me tomorrow because I probably will forget unless you uh, DM me. But um, that is a great program, folks. If you are interested, you can find Elvira on um, Facebook, okay? Or you can just reach out to me. You can just reach out to me, your humble host, Joe Luca, Remax Preferred. We are the Luca and Murano team at Remax Preferred. 401-232-4300. That's our number. My cell phone is 401-580-9797. Okay. So getting back to what we were talking about regarding 
the economy and housing and down payments and closing costs. You know, there's no excuse right now. There's no excuse not to take advantage of these low interest rates. Saying that houses are overpriced right now, you know, I could sit down with you and, get, and have a really long discussion about, you know, the term overpriced. And I'd ask you a lot of questions to, to quantify and qualify that statement. Okay. There may be individual homes that are overpriced. There may be people paying too much for homes. Yep, that may happen. But homes in general are not overpriced because they're getting financed by banks who have them appraised. Okay, what we went through several, you know, a decade ago was a totally different situation. Decade, decade and a half ago. Totally different situation. Now, appraisals are very conservative. Buyers need to have income. Buyers need to demonstrate that they actually have that income with tax returns or pay stubs. A W-9. I mean... W-2, W-9. You need to be able to demonstrate that you're making the money you say you're making. You can't just say, I make $17,000 a month and the bank will believe you. That's not the case anymore. Not the case anymore. And that's one of the reasons why it's much less likely that this market is going to bubble over. Okay? Houses are selling... Last year, we sold 6.6 million houses in a tight market. The houses are selling, okay? Do you want to be a part of it? Folks, it's the best thing. I mean, I've helped so many people become homeowners and leave their tenants, tenant status in, in, you know, in the rearview mirror. It's rewarding for me. That's why, one of the reasons why I love my job so much. But it's rewarding for them too. And it's fantastic seeing people, you know, they buy their first home and they can't afford a lot. So it's not perfect. And then they start adding value, cleaning it up, painting this, scraping, peeling paint, trimming the shrubs, making the grass green, taking pride of ownership in their property, in their home. People don't do that when they're tenants. You look at some rental properties, there's garbage in the front yards, you know, litter, and the tenants walk out right by it. They don't even pick it up. Now, maybe they didn't put it there. Maybe they did. If I see litter in front of my house, I pick it up, even if I didn't pick, put it there, because it's a reflection on me. I even do it when I see litter in front of my neighbor's houses. Pride of ownership. Pride of ownership. Okay? And the thing is, folks, it's, it's you know, I was saying before, it's a big step, the largest financial transaction of your life. There's nothing that says when you buy the house, it has to be perfect. That's something that you can work on over a period of time to make it perfect. Okay? Um, to make it perfect. You can do things to improve the house. You know, my house, we've been doing stuff on the inside. This summer, I want to do stuff on the outside. You know, I have a couple of structures, a stable and a, and a uh, two, oversized two-car garage that need a lot of attention. So we're going to tackle that this year. Okay, we've been in the house a year and a half, two years.
little by little you do things, okay? Um, I'm going to be in the house for a long time. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, you know, wave a magic wand and it's all perfect. Because even when you buy a new home, there are always things to do. There are always things to do, okay? And that's what's great about home ownership because, you know, when you're doing that, you're taking care of your home. You're adding value. And you're getting out and you're doing things that are healthy, okay? People that own the home own homes, you can just be much more outside, active, excuse me, outside, working in the yard, and there's a lot of reward in that. It's emotionally rewarding, okay? Um, so home ownership is just, it's, it's, it's great. You know, people who own their home, uh, there is evidence out there. There have been studies conducted showing that families are happier, kids do better in school, you know, all of these other things. And, of course, the net worth. Net worth. You develop net worth for your family when you own a home. Even if you do nothing else in your life, by owning a home, you're creating net worth. You're going to pay that mortgage off, and then you're going to own that home free and clear. Okay? That's something important. That's significant. All right? So, folks, again, you're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI, 99.9 FM, 1380 on the AM dial. We broadcast from Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Uh, and if you listen to us on TuneIn.com or Facebook... You can hear us around the world. Around the world. Um, we were talking a little bit about closing costs, or actually a lot about closing costs at the beginning of the show. And this is something that, you know, a lot of folks do not have a good understanding of. They don't understand what they are. They don't understand who pays them. Um, you know, sellers think that the buyer should always pay the closing costs. Well, they're just... That seller is uneducated about financial instruments, mortgages. Because there are many great mortgages that don't allow the buyers to pay the closing cost. Okay, If you are going to be putting your home on the market, should you accept an offer from someone that has no money down? You know, what I try to do is I try to get my buyers to put something down because then they'll just get it back at closing. Okay, so if they put a couple of thousand bucks down just to make the seller feel comfortable or the seller's agent feel comfortable so they have some quote-unquote skin in the game, they're going to get that money back at closing. Okay? You know, if they don't have the money, they don't have the money, then they can't put it down. I mean, hopefully they have some money because they're going to have to pay for a home inspection and things like that. Um, but it makes a big difference these no-money-down mortgages because it allows more people to buy homes who would otherwise not be able to buy a home. And one thing that I know for sure, rent does not go down. Rent does not stay the same. Rent goes up. And if you're looking over a period of years, rent goes up a lot more than the taxes will. And if you're getting a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, you know your mortgage payment's not going to go up for 30 years. Okay, so the only things that will increase that monthly nut would be the insurance and the taxes. But eventually, your mortgage is going to go away. Okay. 
So if you have any questions about the financing or anything like that, um, don't forget to reach out. John Dolbeck, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. The Dolbeck team, 401-321-4401. We use Anthony Betancourt and Beacon Title and Escrow for all of our closings for buyers and sellers. And then, of course, we refer all of our clients to GMETs Moving and Storage. That's George Metz, the GMETs family-owned business, 401-383-6399 for GMETs Moving and Storage. They can store your belongings. They can move them from point A to point B. They do a fantastic job. We ask that you support our sponsors because they make this show possible. Okay. Um, I want to give a big shout-out to Robert Charles, who just... uh, tuned in on Facebook and is saying everything is awesome. Yes, Robert Charles. Robert, um, you just changed your name. Robert, good job uh, for the um, giving me kudos. I appreciate that. So uh, we're about, we've got about a couple of minutes left, folks. If you have any questions on anything we've talked about, um, give me a call, 401-232-4300. That's 401-232-4300. And I'll answer any questions you have. You can also text me at that number. All right. Uh, Robert, uh, just want to give a shout out to him. Uh, Robert, his last name is actually Caramonte, not Charles. Um, He is a mortgage lender that we actually have a couple of deals with right now. Okay, another local lender. We talk about local lenders, okay? Justin Conrad, we've talked about Justin. We've talked about Ali Sabah. You know, I work with local lenders. Dinora Hernandez, my Spanish-speaking lender. Um, You know, these are the folks that are, this is where the rubber meets the road, folks, okay? Local lenders, they go out to eat in our local restaurants. They go to local gyms. They go to local dry cleaners. Um, These are the folks you want to support, Local lenders, okay, local lenders. So uh, I want to thank all of our lenders that we work with. Um, So we're going to be wrapping the show up. This is the Joe Luca Real Estate Show, broadcasting on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 AM, and of course, Facebook Live across the country and around the world via Facebook and TuneIn.com. You can also get this show after the fact on Anchor FM. If you have any questions, 401-232-4300. We'll be back next week. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.